Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Now, we've received a number of requests from listeners asking us to do an information feature on wills and the making of wills. So we're get, finally getting it to it today. And I'm joined this morning by Karen Walsh, a solicitor with Walsh and Partners. Good morning to you, Karen. Morning, Patricia. And you, you're welcome. And thank you for, for facilitating us uh, with this interview today. OK, I suppose outline first. Why is it so important that we all should make a will? Well, firstly, I think it, it's, it's, it's a document which outlines your wishes as to what you wish to happen to your assets and your estate. And secondly, it is, if you, for example, if you have children, it's very important um, to appoint guardians in the event that you pass away, in the event that maybe both parents would pass away together and it's very clear who you wish for your children um, to be guardians of the children and who would raise them in the manner that, in a similar manner to how you would raise them. And I suppose what, what, there is no good reason not to make a will. There's, a, there's, a, a, there's so many good reasons to make a will. Another reason would be that if you don't make a will, the law, the Succession Act, will decide for you. So you wouldn't leave someone decide what would happen in your assets while you're alive. So I suppose why would you leave the, why would you leave the law decide after you've passed away? So there's very specific. Um, there's very is a very specific way, and um, the law just dictates what will happen in your assets in the event that you don't make a will. So providing a will is an opportunity for you to decide rather than legislation deciding for you. Another good reason would be, for example, if you have maybe a child with special needs um, or um, would require, for, or another child maybe have a gambling addiction or an alcohol addiction, it allows you to set up a trust to look after that particular child when you pass on. That child would be very vulnerable and it would need um special arrangements put in place to protect and look, to, look after that particular child. So there are just some examples. Yeah, and there, is there any particular time in life that people should start thinking about that, making of the will? Is it like, for example, when you get married or say when you first buy a house? That would be the, that would be the most, I suppose, the, 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 the point where most people would start considering making a will. Um, very often, I suppose, young people don't think about, mm. nobody wants to contemplate debt and all of that. Um, and young people 
generally don't think about it too much. But, I mean, I, I would advise every client here in the office, if they buy their first home, they should put a will in place. Some people are buying a house with a partner and they're not married. And, you know, it's important to make a will in that situation. And, for example, if, if they may have children together and it's important to put a will in place for that. Um, if, it's mar- if, if you're a couple that's married and you're buying a house, it automatically will revert to the spouse um, if there are no other children, regardless of a will. But it's, it's, it's important maybe to get into the habit because you'll change your will on a few occasions during your life. And, and once you've done the first one, maybe the next one becomes a little easier. And it's a good habit. Yeah, to get yeah, and I think that's the important thing is like, it doesn't have to be more, but you don't have to be thinking about your deaths when, when, when you're doing it. But you can update it. And can you do that as often as you like throughout your life? As often as you like. And you, you should, like, for example, marriage revokes a will unless it's made in contemplation of that particular marriage. So a lot of people don't know that. So they may have made a will. They may have subsequently got married. And that, that will is revoked unless it was made in contemplation of that marriage. And a lot of people don't know as well as divorce doesn't revoke a will. So if you if you are divorced, you need to put you need to put a new will in place and amend your existing will. And and as children get older, it's easy, it's easier to identify. For example, one particular child may have an attachment to the family home. Mm. Another child might just maybe want some money to put a deposit on a house. And then it's it's it's, it's their their needs become different when they're very young. You don't know. You're just dividing things equally among them if, if both parents pass away. But as you get older, you know, children, there might be one particular child not living in Ireland and they're living in Australia and they won't want, they probably won't want to the farm and you might have a child at home farming full time. And you just don't know as uh, as things change as, as life con- continues on and then there's more assets are accumulated and acquired that need to be dealt with as well. Okay, some of the questions are already coming in, seeing as you've mentioned cohabiting. Uh, Madge says, with regard to wills, is there inheritance tax when you are cohabiting with somebody and one person dies? Yes, because uh, our co- so so it, our inheritance tax depends on um, the person's circumstances and it depends on the relationship between the deceased and the person inheriting. So there's different rules apply. Um, for example, a parent can um, give a child a gift of up to 320000 tax-free. So in relation to a cohabitant situation, they're not married. So they, they, that, that person will fall into what's known as the Group C tax threshold, where they can only get €16,250 tax-free, and the balance is taxed at the current tax rate of the inheritance tax, which is 33%. Wow. So that's, that, is, that is significant. And it, 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 there, there are there are reliefs available. For example, there's a dwelling house relief available, um, that can be looked into. And there's very specific requirements in that. If you qualify for dwelling house relief, you can take your inheritance tax free. But, um, so, so I mean, that would be just a general rule about mm. the the the, the sixteen thousand two hundred and fifty, and um, which is very little. And and then you're also in a situation maybe where. You might have bought the house as tenants in common, which means the house doesn't automatically revert to the surviving cohabitant and there should have been a will put in place giving it to the cohabitant. Um, So that is important if you are living with somebody and you've bought a house together. And many people have done that. They just haven't got married, but they've lived together for many, many years and may have bought a house, may even have raised a family in that house. But it's very important for them to have a will. Absolutely. I mean, unless they bought the house as joint tenants, which means it automatically 
uh, automatically reverts to surviving cohabitant. Okay. But then there's still the tax issue to look at. Yeah, OK. Um, this is in from No Name on This. Hi, question about wills, please. I'm a long-term resident of Ireland, but I made a will in the United States of America. Should I have a will here as well? And also, is there a low-cost way to have a will done at here? Um, and there's a lot of people asking about the cost of wills. So we'll, we'll, mm. deal, we'll deal with that with it in, in, in a moment. But somebody has a will in a different country. What, mm. what, what do you do? Do you suggest making a will here? Well, it, so you have may have you if if you've made a will in a different country, you need to be, um, you need to you need to furnish a copy of that will to your solicitor in Ireland, and that that solicitor in Ireland will need to check does that will, let's say in America, um, relate only to your American assets, or is it in relation to your worldwide assets? Because you don't want to make a will in Ireland where you're revoking the will in America, but you can make a will in America to deal with all your assets. Or you can make a will in America to deal with just your American assets. And then you can make a will in Ireland just to deal with your Irish assets. So it's very important that you don't revoke a previous will and that you furnish a copy of your American will to your Irish solicitor and get specific advice in relation to that. Well, isn't it also important, um, Karen, that you let family members know that you've made your will and where your will is? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's... Like, I'll always offer a copy. If, if someone comes in to make a will, they always get a copy um, to take away with them. Some people prefer not to take a copy home, but I always tell them, you need to tell someone where where you've made your will. Ideally, you're the executor or the executors you've appointed. Yeah. Um, just so they know that there's, you know, you know, people are very, people are private and they like to keep their business to themselves. Yeah. But if no one knows where a will is made, and often you might make a will away from the town you live in and, and it, no one will know what solicitor you've ever dealt with. So it is important to tell someone, ideally your executors, where you've made your will. Yeah, you don't have to tell them what's in it. No, you no, don't. You've no. not, you're under no obligation to do that. OK, and Margaret was on to say, I made a will years ago. I had to do it when I was joining Arc Life, obviously the, the company that she was working in. At the time, I just put my sister down, as they said, oh, this isn't the real thing. It's just to have a will in place. I now want to change that will, but I've been told it's going to cost me €100 Euro to do it and I simply can't afford it. Also, the deeds of my house were moved to Dungarvan when the solicitor's that I were with relocated there even though I'm living in uh, Cork. I've been told it'll be another €100 to get the deeds moved back. Okay, talk to me about the cost of making wills. Does it vary from one solicitor to another, Karen? It can vary from one solicitor to another. I mean, all I can speak is from my own office to put a basic will in place. um, You know, my office charges a a price of €200 plus VAT. Okay. and, and, And that's, that's that, and I don't mean that's that's a basic one. Maybe giving everything to your spouse or looking after your children in a will, where it involves maybe two consultations. So one consultation to give instructions, and then we need to, I, I need to prepare it, and then they come into the office on another occasion then to sign their will, and then it, the, then it's done. Um, but but some some wills and some people's um, circumstances and properties are more complicated than others. There may be a special needs child, a trust may need to be put in place. There could be very specific tax advice given by a tax consultant that needs to be factored into it. Or there could be, um, they could, parents might know what to do. And, and there can be, sometimes there can be four or five or six consultations because they're considering it and it involves various different consultations. But I don't charge clients if they want to make a simple change to their will. I, they just need to let me know what they want to change 
and and I'll make the change, and then they need to come in to to sign it, sign a fresh will. Okay, but, but it's I suppose what I would say is that making a two hundred euro plus that making a will can represent excellent value for money because it can lead to an awful lot of hardship and difficulty down the line if there's not a will in place. Okay, there's lots of people asking about the inheritance uh, tax. Mary and Charleville, if a person leaves their house to someone that's not a blood relative, does that person have to pay a large inheritance tax? That's what right. you were talking it's, about, it's the 16,000, isn't it? The cohabitant, yeah. yeah. So if you're, you're not, what you're, that person would be known as a stranger in blood from a tax perspective. The tax threshold is 16,250 and the balance would be taxed 33%. Now, that person may be entitled to various reliefs, agriculture relief, dwelling house relief, but it would be depend—it would be dependent on the circumstances of the situation. OK, and uh, Donal in McCroom, can Karen advise on inheritance tax for families? From a family point of view, I read articles that are confusing. Some are saying you don't pay any, others are saying you pay a percentage. So, a husband to a wife, is there inheritance tax? No, or there's a wife no tax between spouses. And then to, a ch- to, to children? 320,000 they can get tax free and the balance is taxed at 33% but previous gifts or an inheritance from a parent will be taken into account in that 320,000 so if you've been given a site for example that would be a common um, that would be a common um, thing that would arise the child maybe got a site years ago the parent will leave them something in the will and that the value of the site will be taken into account in relation to that 320,000 Okay, because somebody said, if I leave my house to my home, my house to my son, he will end up leave, using it as a holiday home. Um, will he be taxed massively? I'm worried that leaving my home to him would put severe financial pressure on him. Well, no. It, well, I suppose he can get 320000 from um, his parent. So if the house is on the value of the house. Yeah, so depends the, on the value of the house. Yeah, so if the house is worth, uh, is, is worth under 320000 he shouldn't have to pay. No, if the house is worth half a million, he has to pay 33% between the balance of 320 and 500. Okay. Now here's one. Joan says, hi, I am wondering if my estranged son, who has been included in my will to be a beneficiary of a smaller sum of money than another child, would be able to contest the will. I've also excluded one adult grandchild from my will. Can they contest Okay, Can you talk about contesting wills? Yes. The grandchild, there's no obligation on you to provide for your grandchildren in your will. And Okay, so that's him out of us. That the grandchild's gone. The son getting a lesser amount. Yes. The, there, there is no obligation on you to provide for a child in your will, which which surprises many. Um, but there there are there are claims a child can make against can bring against the estate. For example, there's what's known as a section one one seven application and that child can um, make a claim on the basis that they're asserting that the parent failed in their moral duty to that particular child. They're difficult applications to get over the line. Um, so, for example, if you had maybe excluded a child in a will whereby you didn't educate them or you had a special needs child that needed extra care, that child could bring a Section 117 application um, against your estate. But generally, if you if you have educated your children and you've looked after them and and they're they're capable of living independent lives of you then then uh, section 117 application would be difficult to get over the line but that is available to children and they're proposing new legislation in relation to that which makes it even which will make it more difficult to bring those types of applications 
Okay, um, I'm going to put one more in and then I'm going to take a quick break. Robbie in Bantry says, uh, my mum died in the early 1990s. My youngest sister was the executor of the will. I never got to see the will. Is there any way I can get to see it now? So when the executor, so the executor is the client um, when, when, when a will is being administered. So um, you're, the executor isn't, isn't under an obligation to give you a copy of the will if you're not a beneficiary in the will. Ah. And they're, they're, they're only under an obligation to tell you what you, if you've been mentioned in the will. Now, once a will is probated, anybody can make an application to the probate office to get a copy of a grant of probate. But, you, but if he wasn't mentioned in the will, his sister doesn't have to give him a copy of it, is no. what, you, is what no. you're saying. And someone else, and I'm assuming this is executor, it says, uh, how many people do you need to make a will? I'm assuming they, they mean executors. How many executors do you need? You need one at the very least. One at the very least. Okay. Can, can, can you stay on the line? I want to take a very, get a very quick break yes. out of the way and we'll pick this up after these. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.